Hi everyone, and welcome to the 40th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro. Hey, hey, hey. And Jackie. Hi, diddly ho, neighborinos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great, great that's reference. A, that's a great start up right there. <laughs> it's only three of us. We gotta, we gotta wrap things up today. Yeah, we're... Since Daryl and Lauren are at the circus being lion tamers... Um, oh, I want to be a lion tamer. <laughs> they're not here to keep us whipped and in check, so we're going to have a fun show today. It's going to be all anarchy and chaos. Anarchy and chaos. No order. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess we got to go a little crazy, because, I mean, last show was the 10th anniversary show, so we had to be formal and respectful... I, I don't even remember if we were, but I'm going to imagine like we were. So now we're not going to be. We're going to be crazy. This is, this is the after party right here. Yeah. So everybody prepare to flip your tables. This is episode 40, The Crazy Show. <laughs> All right. So for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday with Final Fantasy Union. And we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Churro? KH2.co.uk. All right, guys. So, in line with the rebelliousness of this show, we have a three-segment show, but one of the segments has been punched in the face and changed a little bit. Ooh. So, uh, what? Ha- well, what has actually happened was um, our burning question from last week apparently was never posted on Gaming Union, so no one actually got to respond to it. Um, So instead of throwing it out and getting rid of the Burning Question segment, we will have our new segment, then our Burning Question segment, and our Question segment. But for the Burning Question segment, it's a special kind. It is the Burning Questions (laughs) segment. And you may be asking yourself, what is this Burning Questions segment? Well, basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to take several questions that are related to the questions we asked last week, and we're going to be discussing them here, now, live, on the show, fresh reactions to this burning question about Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out in hopefully the future. So I hope you guys are excited for it. It's going to be an interesting thing. We will have burning question next week and it is a uh, another good question i'm sorry for any inconvenience uh if you do got, if you guys do want to respond you're more than welcome uh when the podcast is posted uh we have a forum for it so absolutely go on there respond to all the burning questions if you'd like and um and definitely respond to the next one uh for the next show because uh, we'll definitely be doing it on the next show for real for, for real right for real this time uh, as for the announcements, uh, it's the same announcement that we've been having for a while. The stickers uh, will be given out to anyone who has their questions answered in the questions segment. Yep, I still got them, so make sure to check your PMs for my message, and you can get some stickers of your choice, either recoded stickers or Birth by Sleep PSP decals. Goodness. One of these days... Do you think the glue ever wears out on the stickers? How long does that take? I don't know, because I never got mine when I pre-ordered. But <laughs> <laughs> well, now That's... you have many. Now you yes, have many. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, you well, could do a lot with those stickers. Yeah, you really I've seen, could. I've, I've seen people modify them any way they like, so it doesn't have to be exclusive to like the PSP decals. You True. make them any way you want. True. You could and especially those your PS3 with them. Yeah, especially those um, the recoded ones that are like the decals. Those, yeah, I still love those. <laughs> Smart looking. Those are awesome. Those are all over my my wall. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite. All right, guys. So we're gonna get started with the news segment. We actually have news this time. Yay! We do have we do have some news now. I'm not going to be covering anything that's spoilery. Um, As you guys probably already know, Kingdom Hearts 3D is out in Japan, and yes, the entire game has been recorded and posted online, and the ending, and everything, and I don't know what it is because I haven't looked at it, and I won't, 
and we won't talk about it here. Um, but we will talk about non-spoilery information. Uh, the first bit of news is how well Kingdom Hearts 3D is selling in Japan. So far, Japanese sales as of April 15th are up to 276,788 copies. Is that total? That is total as of April 15th. Japanese Ooh, That's not bad, especially records. on a 3DS since system yeah. that's been out for a few months in Japan. On a even. handheld in Japan, which is not terribly big. So pretty, pretty impressive. Though the way the sales went is kind of interesting. Um, the first week they sold uh, about 200,000 and thirteen no, 213,000 copies. That was the first week, and we're only up to 276,000 copies after the third week. So that basically means that everybody that wanted to buy it bought it in the first week, exactly. And then uh, it's been a sharp decline since there. The second week was like 40,000, and this past third week was only 20,000. I don't know. To me, that sort of seems... It does make sense, because Kingdom Hearts, especially when you're this far into the story, uh, this isn't really a place you can just jump in. So mm-hmm. I guess the people who are the people that would buy it have already purchased it. It makes me wonder what, how the sales are going to be in the U.S. and Europe. Yeah, that's it's a tough tough to say. So. I mean, when uh, Breath by Sleep was uh, released, it got up to, what I think it was like 400000 in the first week. Yeah. So we'll have to see. I mean, I, I have high hopes for it, because if you think about it um, right now, I mean, what games are out on the 3DS? I mean, you not got... Not enough. So not K- enough. Kingdom Hearts doesn't have much in terms of competition. There's no real competition, and this is, like, one of the first real big traditional games. Like, not, it's a full game. Not only that, the, like, all the big major games are out already in Japan, like Super Mario yep. 3D, uh, Kid Icarus... And all and Ocarina of Time, all those already out. Yep. So really, Kingdom Hearts, you know, just smashed the competition this first week. Even Definitely. with Kid Icarus releasing the week before, so. and and it also helped in terms of 3DS sales too in Japan. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think this is uh, a game that's going to make people want to get a 3DS because it's it definitely does a lot for the console. Yep. Now speaking of sales and how it might sell in other territories. Um, The other two main regions, North America and Europe, now finally have release dates for Kingdom Hearts 3D. And it's kind of unexpected how it is. So North America, Kingdom Hearts 3D, if you don't already know, will be releasing July 31st. However, in Europe, it will be releasing on July 20th, 11 days earlier, which is kind of shocking considering this really never happens. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. I blame Nintendo. I think it's their doing. I say I say good for Europe. Yeah, good for Europe. You're so kind, Cheryl. <laughs> I am I am kind because they messed up on Rechain of Memory, so hopefully this makes up for it. Yeah, I guess. I guess. They have to. No, they want to. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I just wish it wasn't such a integral story game that it had to come out so late. Or at least do just eleven days. Come on. But they could at least do a simultaneous release. I mean, if they can release it in Europe on July twentieth, why can't they release it in North America on July twentieth? How Uh, you would have to ask Square Enix that. I cannot answer that for you. I'm just saying, you know, North America is a lot closer than Europe to Japan. Just gonna but throw what that does out that have to do with physical the new distance? Sales? Physical distance. Just throwing uh-huh. that out there. We're but, still but, missing but, but, one but, side of the world. Yeah, Australia. <laughs> but isn't that still considered part of the PAL region? Yeah, I, I guess that they're probably they're probably thrown in with the July 20th, and if not, then they'll get it in like three years, which tends to be the case with. <laughs> Basically, like every other region gets totally shafted. I don't know why we're why anyone has any right to complain. Well, I guess it was our turns one of these one of these years. One of these days, they better not do it with Kingdom Hearts three. I'm gonna be pissed. Well, right. they did that with uh, Xenoblade and Last Story, so I guess it's kind of a pattern going on right now. 
I think it's Nintendo. I think it's all Nintendo of America. They're just dropping the ball left and right. I have to agree. <laughs> all right. And the final little bit of news, which is a little bit disconcerting, but shouldn't worry us if we don't live in Japan. Uh, basically, Kingdom Hearts 3D actually has a game-breaking glitch in it. Basically, a glitch that will not allow you to progress in the game. Uh, as far as Square described it, they said it was very specific, um, so it's not something everybody's going to encounter. But it's kind kind of interesting that it. Ha- I can't remember any other Kingdom Hearts game that had a game-breaking glitch. Can you guys think of one? Uh, no, I don't remember. I know glitches, but not or like bugs or stuff like that, but nothing that prevented you from playing the game. Yeah, I haven't really encountered any of them in any of the games. I mean, this is like the first I ever heard of a game-breaking yeah. glitch. Well, good news is there will be a patch released uh, in Japan on April 25th, and considering the fact that the North American and European versions are coming out way later, I mean, the patch will probably ship with the game, so it doesn't really matter at this point. So yes. for we'll for us, it'll version. be fixed. If, so. if not, it'll probably be in the eShop waiting for us. Exactly. It'll be like day one patch sort of deal. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be worried about it. And to, I mean, it, when you think about what it takes to develop a game. I mean, every now and then, you know, a bug's going to slip by. Because, I mean, if you think about it, how much, you know, quality assurance can one company possibly do before the release of a game? I mean, how many people can they get into a room to try to play and break a game? Like Skyrim? Like Skyrim, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Skyrim could probably do with uh, a little bit more bug testing. At least you know, Kingdom Hearts 3D has only got the one that we know of. Skyrim, goodness, they have dragons flying backwards. So and people running awesome. on top of horses that are running. And also doing backflips on said horse <laughs> <laughs> while running on top of them. <laughs> so I think that's pretty good. And I mean, when you think about it, when they release a game, I mean, sometimes they'll get harped on for not catching a bug, but when you think about it, the game, at least for you know, this, the in the case of uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D, in the first week there was 200,000 units out. So that means there was 200,000 people playing and essentially testing the game. I mean, you can't possibly match that kind of those kinds of gameplay hours and investment with some within-studio team of maybe like five people that are trying to play the game. So yeah. I think yep. it's totally reasonable, but interesting nonetheless... Well, well, we'll let it slide this time. We'll let it slide this time, Square. You better not screw up again. <laughs> All right, guys. So now on to our rebellious burning questions segment. Burn! All right. So for our first question, we're actually going to ask the question that we asked officially the last time. And this one will be for Churro. If it would make Kingdom Hearts 3 come out sooner... How would you feel if a different team was put in charge of developing Kingdom Hearts 3? I, don't, huh. I really don't know. I mean, but it's going to be diff- it's going to be weird because it's like they would have to like I mean, would it still take orders from Nomura or would it have to be you know, like good question. So, like, let's let's that's say what I'm saying it's like if they're still taking order, like orders from Nomura himself, like even if yeah. it's like across, you know, you know, across the world, you know, if the, the new new teams in a different office and, you mm-hmm. know, they got to do a Skype call with Nomura, you know, they got he's telling them what they got to do and it's like would that affect anything or would it yeah. have to be a new director or That what? brings up an interesting point. I mean, so if it was put in charge of a different team, what level of Involvement would Nomura have to have for it to be acceptable, or could it be even acceptable? Well, I mean, it really depends on the team. I mean, if it's another Japanese team, it'll probably be you know easier for him because he yeah. doesn't have to really translate anything. But if True. it's like a a Western developer, then he's going to have to go jump through hoops yeah. Oh, yeah, and get it translated. Funny. So, and I would say, I mean, if it's, I mean, I don't really mind Western developers. I mean, kind of like you know how Naughty Dog is, you know, mm-hmm. I would definitely nominate them as a team to develop yeah. KH3 in a sense. But just the whole language barriers, I don't think. You know, it'll probably make it even worse than it already is. Understand. Well, let's say hypothetically, what if what if Nomura wrote the story but the Western developer or not let's say not Western developer, any other developer, let's say they just built the game. 
but Nomura wrote the game and Watanabe and all the other uh, scenario writers. But the game itself was built by another team. Would that be okay? Um, I would I would say that would be okay because you know I mean you got to give it a shot. I mean sometimes. You know, just to go with the flow sometimes. I mean, this is... Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 is, you know, a very, you know, very demanding game from a lot of people. So I would yeah. guess... I would say, you know, bring it on. Something I, I was kind of thinking of is... So let's say another developer took on the game. I mean, Kingdom Hearts has a very distinctive look. I was always worried that it would just not look right. Even if the story was, you know, by the same writing team. I mean, I, I would. I mean, you would think that the team would still work alongside with Disney. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just to give that whole Disney animation art style in it, and as well yeah. as you know other influences and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure they could still work together. You know, it just won't be just yeah. one team and just yeah, trying to do got, what based off of Nomura does. They still got the um, character models to work off of. True. And the true. same engine. Well, that would. Be, that's another good point. So, um, what if they? didn't use the same engine what if they what if they used like their own proprietary engine let's say for example if it was naughty dog what if they used uh ratchet and clank uh tech i would personally be fine if it was ratchet and clank same here sort of, i mean it sort just of looks imagine. like similar art style to me exactly i mean what if they used like uncharted or the last of us engine more realistic looking yeah because you know I how with like the that. uncharted series it's all about like realisticness and all yeah. actiony and all that. Oh, they like could imagine do parts that and they... of it like that. Like yeah. um, you know, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Whenever they take a live well, I mean, action movie. True, true. That's the only acceptable I mean, part. <laughs> it depends like any, on any live action what, game. Or it movie. depends on what they take from the engine. Because um, I mean, if they just because I mean the engine is really just the lighting and how stuff is lit. I mean the art they would make that separately. That would be new for the game. So I guess they would model things to look like it's. For Kingdom Hearts, it's just the lighting. I'm not sure if. Well, I guess the lighting for Ratchet and Clank would be acceptable because that's you know more cartoony. But I guess the lighting for like Uncharted, which is great, but I think it's a little bit too realistic. It's not. Uh, I don't think it would fit with the art style. It wouldn't. It would nope. just. I don't want Kingdom Kingdom Hearts Gears of War looking huh. muddy brown. <laughs> Yeah, the story looks like <laughs> or imagine realistic. imagine Kingdom Hearts and like Unreal Engine three with that real gritty look and ugliness. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a step up from what we have now as far as lighting is concerned, and I'm sure it would run really, really well. And you could get sixty frames per second on like any console you put it on, even maybe an iPhone if you wanted to. But I wouldn't like that look. I don't. I don't know. I, I wouldn't. Neither. It I mean, it just as long as it uses similar, as long as you just make it like similar. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, as long as they don't try to change every aspect of the game mm. itself. If they try to keep it to its roots, then I'm fine with it. Yeah. So as long as it, so as long as it keeps to the roots, we'd be okay if a different team took charge. But can we at least say that if a different team took charge, Nomura and the writing staff, like the creative side, that has to say the same? Yes. Pretty pretty okay. much. One hundred percent. So, the consensus has spoken. We'll be okay as long as it's written by the same people. Because, because I don't think. I mean, just imagine if Nomar didn't, you know, have a hand in it. I mean, it's yeah. just going to be like totally different. <laughs> it's going to be like a Kingdom March reboot or something. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not ready for anything like that. No. <laughs> All right, Cheryl. Let's. Uh, well, it's sort of on the, along the same vein, but Cheryl, go with the next question. All right, which developer outside of Square Enix would you trust Kingdom Hearts three with? Uh, hmm. I guess I'm just gonna throw a name here. Okay. Hmm. Atlas. Atlas, really? <laughs> We're being rebellious That's, today, right? That is pretty there rebellious. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you that. But which? Because Atlas, they also did. Um, they did Dark Souls and Demon Souls, right? I am not sure. I have not played those I games. Did. Well, anyways, I, I mean, are, are you more? Yeah, are you more <laughs> assuming Atlas as in the people that do Persona? Yeah, Persona. Okay, I don't know how I would puzzles. feel if they did it because I don't think they could handle Kingdom Hearts three as a fan would want. Like, I mean, I really respect Persona four, and I don't think it needs to have like perfect graphics because that's that's Persona, and that's how it's supposed to be. That's that's just how it's designed, and I respect that. But I don't think that would... 
I mean, considering the production levels of Kingdom Hearts so far, I don't think it would fit. I think it would piss a lot of people off <laughs> if Atlas did it. But I, get, I don't know. This is the Rebellion show. But I do think that they could handle it from a story standpoint. I think they're really good. Yes. They might make it darker. They would. Twisted. <laughs> they would actually use, like, the Heartless and the Nobodies for, like, more evil things. Yeah, and it might get more uh, PG-13, if you know what I mean. Next <laughs> thing you know will be Kingdom Hearts 3 yeah. ready T for teen. Yeah, true. Actually, I, if I remember correctly, I saw a picture around when Kingdom Hearts was getting localized, or Kingdom Hearts 2, that had a T for teen... Uh, rating on it. I don't know if that was Photoshop, but I know Kingdom Hearts 2 had to get censored. So, do you know anything about that, Churro? Because I remember seeing it. I, I'm pretty sure I haven't I seen it I always thought it computer. was rated E10. Because, like, cause it the was. First, wasn't the first Kingdom Hearts game just rated E? And it then was they, rated Kingdom Hearts e. 2 was e, uh, E10 because of the themes they used, especially from the Pirate World and all that yeah. other stuff. I just always thought that they tried to get it rated, and then they, it got kicked back because of all the, you know questionable things like guns and alcohol and stuff like that and then they had to do a revision real quick i don't know anyways i, I didn't really <laughs> i didn't really hear anything about that i just i just thought it was just ready e10 because it was the whole 10 since the the yes. themes went up a little bit well i'll put That's that out to our uh, our listeners uh, guys if you know anything about this did um did the whole uh, censorship thing of Kingdom Hearts 2, did that come about as kickback, or was it planned? Did Kingdom Hearts 2 actually have a teen rating before? It's an urban legend right there. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Jackie, let's uh, go with the next one. Okie doke. All right, what is an acceptable amount of time for KH3 to be in development? <laughs> That's a really tough thing to say, because... If I say it, then I would have to be okay with it starting from right now, <laughs> that that time would have to go by, because you know Kingdom Hearts 3 isn't in full development at all. It's not even pre-development. Uh, well, I think, if anything, it's being written, but not actually programmed and modeled and stuff like that. Because like, cause last time I heard it, it was just whatever's in Nomura's head, which really yeah, could, I think could be a anything, lot of things. I think, if anything, we might have like a maybe a junk drawer in Nomura's house full of napkins with little doodles on it. <laughs> That's the Kingdom Hearts 3 progress right now. It's this drawer full of napkins. Oh, you never know. You you might go to a sushi place in Japan and <laughs> find a napkin in the trash that said Nomura was here, and then the back of it has the yeah. ending to Cage 3 right there. True, true. I mean, some of the best video games were written on food-related items. I know... um Bungie, who made Halo, they wrote their first game's, like, entire story on pizza boxes. <laughs> so, really? Yes. So that's... It's not unheard of. But yeah, as far as, like, an acceptable development time, I'm gonna say three years. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say why. I think three years is perfectly acceptable, uh, even with the current technology and how complicated it is to make games these days, because they've already had so much... Uh, progress, and because they've gotten a couple games under the belt. And assuming, uh, in this case, that it wouldn't be some other third-party developer, assuming that it'd be the main Kingdom Hearts team, and they've had just, just finished Versus 13, you gotta imagine that they really know their engine, and they really know how to program now, and they really understand the PS3 at this point. So, you know, I think three years is a perfectly acceptable amount of time, because at this point, they shouldn't have to learn how to make the game. They're just taking the tools that they've already spent so much time making, like the engine with all the back end, and they're just taking that and they're just writing the story and animating and voice acting and all that stuff. So I say three years is. I have to agree with that because, just like you said, they're they're getting experience, you know, developing versus thirteen, and mm -hmm. and I think they mentioned that. That the stuff that they're learning with Versus 13 are being implemented in Kingdom Hearts 3. So it's almost like they're doing two things at once with this. You know, they're yeah. trying to figure out the things that they're using with Versus, and then they're probably do like a test run with Kingdom Hearts and see if it can run well or do or whatever they need for it. So I really think three years, give or take four, you yeah, know, just in case. Especially with localization. Yeah, for a reasonable amount of time for it to be in development. I mean, 
and Namara said it won't be anything till after the tenth year anniversary. And yeah, this year is the tenth year anniversary, so yep. I still think it'll be. I, I to me, it'll be at least 2016. Well, let me throw this monkey wrench in there. No. So, <laughs> so there's a lot of rumors now that the current console generation could be ending, and considering that we're already like way past what the previous generation of consoles did, like the PS the PS2, the like m- most of the games came out within the first five six years. Uh, the Xbox 360 is like seven years old practically, so we're getting to that time. So. Would you guys be okay if in three years it came out on the PS3 and not whatever comes out next? I still think so because by then the PS3 would be dropped in price again and by then everybody would be able to f- to pick it up that they haven't been able to. I mean, that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest peeves about everybody about the PS3 was the price. And by then it should be at least... I mean, it's 249 now. Hopefully it should be in the $150, $200 range. And mm-hmm. I don't think... Square Enix can afford time to relearn a brand new engine for a new console mm-hmm. for this game when it's already been heavily demanded. I don't. It won't yeah. be a good image on them in the long run if they were to say, "Oh, we took too long with Versus and PS4 is out, so we're gonna try to develop a new engine for Kingdom Hearts 3." That's not gonna be good. Yeah, at all there's for them. gonna okay. be riots. Yeah, but let's let's think about this from a business perspective. How do you think Kingdom Hearts? Three would sell if it came out on an old console when, let's say, a new console just came out or was out for a year already, and it came out on an old console. I think, How do you think it, it would sell fine. It's still still fine. Really? Like I said, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I said, because <laughs> really well, think about it. Think, well, think about it. Depending on the price True. of the new of the new console. Remember how when the PS3 came out, it was like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Nobody wanted to spend seven hundred dollars when they could just easily spend two hundred dollars on a PS2. Yeah. So it's going to be like that again. It's going to be all depending on the price point of the PS4. So if it's going to be another expensive console, everybody's going to go jump on the PS3 because you know it's a pretty bad alpha already. You know, a lot of developers know how to develop games on it, Mm -hmm. and you know it's going to be like how the PS2 is in Japan. They're still developing games for it. Yep, that is that is true. Yeah, occasionally, every now and then they will. I know Persona 4 came out in 2008 for the PS2, but my concern with it is from a from a business perspective, I think you'd be alienating some of the new console owners that might want a new experience on their new console. Um, well, how long did it take for them to develop Prophecy 13 on a PS3? From the it point took it forever. Was, like, because <laughs> well, what year? What year was a PS3 out? Was it, it was 06? And, yeah, 06 came, and then... Um, and 13 was out in what, 010, 09? End of 2009 in Japan, and then uh, early 2010 for so uh, that's, North America. that's already four years. That's already too long, and then Versus has been development for how long? It's definitely a long time. <laughs> So like Still why in would development. <laughs> why would why would anybody you know like I said like it yeah. wouldn't be alienating new consoles it's like when you buy these consoles people know what they get into especially in a new console yeah. especially when the 3ds came out and the Vita came out a lot of people know I mean why do you think that the 3ds sales were horrible when they first came out because there were no good games for it true and then now true. that there is now they. 3DS is booming in sales, and the Vita is barely, you know, having its own success because there's still no good games for it. I would say, regardless, I think the PS3 would be the best for the Kingdom Hearts for Kingdom Hearts 3 because they already know the engine, and I th- I would personally rather a really polished PS3 game than a brand new. This is the first uh, game on the console, you know, PS4 game. Because I mean, if you think about it. I mean, wouldn't you rather, you know, an experience like like for let's take for example from the PS2. The you know, you had Final Fantasy X, which was really innovative for its time, but it was also kind of, you know, it wasn't as polished. But when you compare Final Fantasy XII, very polished, very strong, you can say what you like about the game itself, but as far as like a, a technical perspective, it was a very well put together game. But when you look at something like what Final Fantasy XIII was, they did a lot with pretty tech, and they made it look nice. But as far as what they were doing with the game, it was you know it was a glorified shoestring that fell on the floor. That that's the map. 
I mean, it wasn't open because they didn't understand the tech yet. But now with Versus, because they're taking more time, they can do an open world. That's so what they I like. Not sure too. that was I mean, because they didn't understand the tech, though. It was it was the direction that they wanted to take. They wanted to streamline the story. Some some aspect of it, yeah. Some aspect of it that is true. But if if you look at the game, you can see that it's very disproportionately. Uh, Handled as far as its resources go, you can see that the characters are really the characters have a ton of detail, but the backgrounds have are almost devoid of detail, and the textures aren't as good. And that's more indicative of someone who just knows how to make pretty character models and doesn't really understand the <laughs> the engine they're currently on. And you can kind of see that in like Final Fantasy X as well. You know, if you think back on the PS2 and how that was like. So I would imagine if they put Kingdom Hearts 3 on the PS4, it would be something along those lines. They'll try to do their best with what they know about the console to give you that wow factor, and the only thing you can really count on without ruining your game is the characters, because those just animate. But as far as like the gameplay and the world, you can't really push those to the limits yet, because you don't understand how memory management and resource management and how to streamline your processes on the CPU, how that's going to work. So, I mean, that's that's where you're going to get your big worlds from, and I don't think you can do that in the first iteration on a console. It doesn't, I don't know, I, like I said, I prefer a polished game. Yeah, well, it would just end up being delayed. Exactly. Like another six exactly. years or something. But I still, my, my point still stands. Release Cage 3 on the PS3, and yeah, and end and end the saga, the, the Xehanort saga and there, the and then just for PS4, you could do yeah. whatever you want, you know. After that, I think that is Nomura's kind of... intent. Yeah, Isn't that in an interview once that he intended to develop Cage Three or his next Kingdom Hearts game on the PS3. Mm. I hope so. <laughs> I hope it so would too. be unwise. I think business in the business yeah. sense, it would be unwise to put it on the PS4 because. Yeah, you'd be alienating all, uh, you know, all your old fans. True, and as of right now, it seems like they're the ones that are buying the games. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that I think we've pretty much covered that one. So for our last burning questions, um, this is for Churro. Is Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen to blame for the lack of Kingdom Hearts Three? Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nomura, an Nomura, <laughs> Nomura time and time again has, I mean, Nomura has said in an interview that mm-hmm. he, want, he the, the Kingdom Hearts team is working on thir- Versus 13, mm-hmm. and he said that he wants that team to work on the main console game. The way Nomura does the Kingdom Hearts series is that he has other teams to work on the mm-hmm. other, you know, for handhelds. He wants the team that developed Kingdom Hearts One and Kingdom Hearts Two for the King for Kingdom Hearts Three. Yeah. That's you know, and they're too busy right now. And I don't think juggling two high exactly. demand games at the same time is going to be very very smart. So yeah, imagine if you were though if you were that team and some other developer just started making your game. How would that make you feel? I feel That'd pretty terrible. pissed. That's like if. Um, Let's say Leonardo da Vinci was working on the Mona Lisa, and uh, some other guy decided, oh, by the way, I'm just going to go finish this painting. You're not doing it right now, so I'm going to finish it for you. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it's like terrible. that. You'd be, you'd be kind of upset. I mean, like, I mean, this, I mean, Nomura has a lot of faith in his, you know, Kingdom Hearts yeah. teams, and he has a lot of faith in his other teams that he directs to do the other Exactly. You know, side stories. So you know, if he has all that confidence in them, plus, the, plus, I'm pretty sure they're the only, you know, the, his only team that actually understands the, the engine and the console exactly. and all They've, all that. So it might as well the, use that of same all the team. Developers in in Square. I don't think anyone's been developing on the PS3 longer than these guys. <laughs> that uh, probably the other team would be the one that worked on, you know, Final yeah. Fantasy 13 or 13 too. Exactly. But that's but but those aren't Nomura's teams though. Exactly. So I would I would totally agree with you, but I'm gonna also take it a little bit of a step further. I also blame um, the Fabula Nova Crystallis series and how they're handling that, and I also blame uh, Yochi Wada for approving all these side stories. I think that this whole Fabula Nova Crystallis led to him needing another big development team, so he snatched up uh, Nomura's 
team because they're good. And then I also believe that going further, since you couldn't just have no game for the time that Versus was in development, you have to fill the gap. So then that's how we got all these side quests. You just imagine if thirteen was, Versus 13 wasn't even created. We yeah. would have three or by now. True. True that. But... I don't know. I it's again, it's sort of bittersweet cuz yes, we do have to wait, but there is some good that's come out of it cuz a lot of these side story games are really good, so they develop the story yeah. more. And since we're waiting more for Kingdom Hearts 3, if what was originally planned that versus 13 is sort of the test bed for what goes into Kingdom Hearts 3 anyway, you know, then Kingdom Hearts 3 is just going to be better for the experience anyway. So, I think even though the setup is bad and the weight's been bad, I think it's going to end up good anyway. Yeah, I mean, not only that, you still got Nomura doing the HD testing. Exactly. So, I mean, like whatever I said, that so is. It could be, <laughs> Nomura could surprise everybody with the announcement of KH3 with the addition of 1 and 2 with it. So yeah. you never know. We'll see. We will see. All right, guys, so that brings us to the end of the Burning Questions segment. Um, again, for next show, we are going to have another Burning Question, and it's going to be for our listeners, and we will definitely get that thread up there as soon as possible so you can, guys can uh, spam us with answers. Uh, the question will be, will you be buying a 3DS for Kingdom Hearts 3D? Why or why not? So that's going to find out if Kingdom Hearts 3D is a system seller, see what people think about it so far. Yeah, I mean, if it did boost sales in Japan by a, by a couple, by 100,000 or less, mm-hmm. you know kind of one makes you wonder now that the release dates for Europe and North America are out. Maybe yeah. we'll see what happens with that. We will see. We will see. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So that brings us into our final segment, the question segment. Yay. All right. So this first question comes from our favorite question answer or question asker, Waldo Lang Schnitzeldong. Best name ever. <laughs> Best name ever. And Waldo Lang Schnitzeldong asks... How do you feel about well-known actors who ha- who don't have an established career in voice acting doing voices in Kingdom Hearts or other video games in general? Er, uh, doesn't this describe most of the cast? Actually, <laughs> yes, <Kingdom> it does. <laughs> it describes basically <laughs> that, the that, that is a good point there. <laughs> so so, so I it's such I a good question. I'm totally fine with that. Because You're I totally fine? Yeah. It's... It's not um, the experience of doing voice acting per se in this, you know, video game dubbing department, but it's mm-hmm. the experience of, you know, knowing how to delve into like a character's emotions and mm-hmm. um, the skill in acting in general. That's a good point. But and I didn't put this in our show notes, but uh, Waldo. B- bring up a good point and what he pointed out was when it comes to actors like a traditional film actor um because they're so busy you're liable to have uh cast member changes which we've also experienced a lot of so i think there's i think there's a bit of give and take there i mean the i mean the biggest you know change was you know with hayden patnier not voicing kari for mission of memories and ansem losing billy zane that was huge. Yeah. yeah. That was that was a huge blow. I will say, um, disregarding losing characters, as far as the whole talent deal, because I, I know it's debatable, because we have, like, for example, Mina Suvari, who is a lifeless zombie, and she <laughs> only got into Kingdom Hearts because she was in, I think, American Pie. So, <laughs> And we also had, debatably, Willa Holland. A lot of people didn't like her as Aqua because she was kind of stone cold. <laughs> No, but but I've, I've, I've had a lot of people who disliked the Jason Doran for Terra. I mean, because like I didn't, I didn't really know who Jason Doran was until like, yeah. like he was like the last voice actor to be confirmed for the role in Birth yeah. by Sleep because like nobody even knew who he was. Exactly. Well, I will say this is that even though some of them aren't as good for the role, I do like the fact that they're different voices than what you're used to because if you play a lot of like Japanese dubbed games you'll notice that a lot of voice actors do a lot of characters in these same types of games for example Troy Baker uh, Stephen J. Bloom um, you know there's a lot of 
voices that you'll hear a lot. Quentin, Quentin Flynn, he's another guy that does voices in like every dubbed thing ever. And I'm not saying they're bad. Also, Richard Epcar, which I don't like. Johnny Ambush. <laughs> Johnny, yes, exactly. So there's a lot of people in this particular group that just do voices for like everything and they're good i'm not gonna knock them for being bad voice actors it's just that when you hear them everywhere it sort of takes away from the experience i will say personally every time i hear stephen j bloom voice act i hate it and it's not because he's bad it's because i hear him everywhere and in my mind he did such a great performance in cowboy bebop as spike spiegel that i can never detach my understanding of his voice from that from his character because he was so good there so every time i hear him i feel like oh, another cop out they're using stephen j bloom gosh <laughs> that's how i am when i when i hear troy baker it's just yeah i mean i love troy baker he's a you know he's good at good voice actor and all that but it's like when i hear his, that same voice like yeah. i the first thing i think of is snow it's like yeah. when i heard his voice exactly. in the last of us trailer first thing I, I thought was snow that's gotta bother you a lot Oh uh, yeah, yes. and now and now he's in uh, Bioshock Infinite, so I'm gonna hear him there. But I think I'd he's more like, of a different character, so I think it'll gonna be, be like, what's Snow doing here? <laughs> yeah, it's really Steel guard. important to make sure that these voice actors, if they're going to be playing, if they're gonna be in the industry for a long time, they need to make themselves very versatile for different roles. Yeah, some people like. I remember watching like a documentary about voice actors and they sort of categorized voice actors into two ranks and there were voice actors that had an iconic voice and then there was voice actors that could do a lot of voices and the example that they gave out for people that have an iconic voice uh, they used Don, uh, Don Lanfontaine. He's the guy that used to do all the movie trailers. This summer, you know, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he has a really iconic voice. He doesn't do other character voices. He has that voice, and it's very popular. But then there's, like, other people that are, like, the man of a million voices. And uh, the the guy who does uh, Noel in um, – no, not Noel uh, – Caius – we just had on what was his name liam o'brien yeah liam o'brien he does like every voice under the sun so he's an example of a voice actor that's very versatile i'm fine because yeah, like because when i heard that interview that front of us union did i was amazed of his normal speaking voice and i yeah thought, wow i didn't expect him to sound mm. like that and mm-hmm. i think liam o'brien i i don't have that same feeling that i have for stephen j bloom because stephen j bloom he has one voice and uses it everywhere but Liam O'Brien, he has many different voices and very versatile, and I won't notice him. And when he gets into a character, it's that character. It's not, oh, well, I'm Liam O'Brien's voice. <laughs> I am I am now uh, I don't know, the Pillsbury Doughboy. I'm the Pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy, and I am Liam O'Brien. And I am Sora, and I'm also Liam O'Brien. I don't, I don't like that kind of voice acting. That was a good demonstration. No problem. I'll do my my Liam O'Brien voice. As <laughs> I don't even know if that's I don't even know if that sounds like Liam O'Brien. <laughs> but anyway, thank you all the Langschnitzel along. That was a a great question. Um, Jackie, can you take this next one? Yep. This question is from Crimson Dragoon. Do you guys ever feel like Kingdom Hearts will turn into a more kid friendly game opposed to as opposed to general games? I personally think Kingdom Hearts is already about as kid-friendly as it's going to get. Um, like, if you think about it, I mean, we have Winnie the Pooh in there. So, so you know, that's as kid-friendly as he can get. <laughs> I think we've hit rock bottom. We also have the Dream Eaters, and those are as cute as can be, even the evil ones. So, <laughs> I don't and know if we can... summonings yeah. characters, too. Yeah, in the same game that we have Winnie the Pooh, we also have Sephiroth. So... <laughs> I think Kingdom Hearts is just dense, destined to have that sort of interesting balance, don't you think? It's just It's, it's like it's like yeah, exactly. It's like when you have a scale, it's always it's always equal because you have yeah. you know the kid-friendly side, then you have the uh more, you know, darker side. Yeah. And if you think about it like in Japan, Kingdom Hearts doesn't uh, Kingdom Hearts the violence level in Kingdom Hearts is pretty standard for like a normal like younger audience. Like, if you think about it, Dragon Ball Z and Bleach and One Piece and Naruto, they all come from the same uh, manga magazine. It's called Shonen Jump. It's targeted at kids like 8 to 16. 
So that's mm. normal for them. So if you look at, I don't know if our, I would imagine most of our listeners probably have seen at least one of these. Look at Dragon Ball Z and how violent that can get. I mean, in Japan, that's okay. That's okay for kids like 8 to five, 16. Five and up, even, I would say. <laughs> yeah, five and up, pretty much. So, I mean, I don't think Kingdom Hearts... I mean, unless Disney takes over and makes a game, I don't think it's going to go away from the violence level. But I know they have a good sense of what is respectful to Disney, so they'll always have that balance there. I don't think they'll go one way or the other. I, I don't think it would work either way. Yeah, as long as they keep using Keyblades, too. I don't think we'll get very violent. <laughs> no chainsaws. No chainsaws. Goodness. All right. Well, that was a good question. Um, then this next one comes from Varnus, and Varnus asks, "If you guys were hired as voice actors for Kingdom Hearts, which character would you dub?" Handsome, sick of darkness. <laughs> Do Let's, it. I'd be like, Cheryl, submit. Do it now. Uh. Darkness conquers all worlds. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good one. Oh man, I would, I would, I mean, when I yeah, when I heard Bailey Zane do that, I was like, that that is the one character I would love the voice the most because like all his lines are just so they're so has good. that mm to it. It just has that An yeah island factor to it. Surrounded by water, <laughs> some oh, and so, so this good. boy sought. That's and another. All that. It's, it's just another really good, good. Goodness. And so you sought to escape from this tiny place. <laughs> see, that, see, that's just. I'm one of when that when that game when Kingdom Hearts first came out and you know you got you fought you know Ansem. It's it's the voice. It was just the voice itself. Like uh, Billy Zane put so much emotion into that voice to make so it so good. The, that so character. Good. I gotta I gotta go with Churro here. I would say I'd go for Ansem. If anything, just to save him or Ansem slash Xehanort to save him from Richard Epcar because I really don't like Richard Epcar's voice in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> So, if anything, to save him. Kid. What about you, Jackie? Would you also do Ansem? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That would be kind of dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it, what, which one, who would you pick out of all the characters? I will do Yuffie. Oh. You know, I, I actually could hear you, you as Yuffie. You just gotta be, like, super perky. And, yeah. And I, think, I think you could do Yuffie. sideways. <laughs> yeah, that that would be good. Let's see. What if? What about Disney characters? You guys think of any Disney characters you want to do? Disney. Donald Duck. Donald Duck. I would love to try Mickey. Make my voice very high pitched, but I can't do that though. Yeah. I wish I was like Brian and could do uh, the Mickey voice. <laughs> no, that's about as good as I can. <laughs> I'm not even going to try because there's no if you come close. Yeah. I think we've had enough embarrassment <laughs> for one question. Oh, yeah. My uh, Ansem impressions. Yeah. All right. And Churro, let's get this last one. This is from Xken. And Xken X. With Kingdom Hearts having its own art style due to nearly all the consoles the series has been on having similar graphics power. What do you think the inevitable Kingdom Hearts 3 art style would, would be like on current gen consoles? So, I honestly... So, assuming that Kingdom Hearts would be developed by Square and by the main Kingdom Hearts team, I would say it's not going to be too surprising. I think just look at the CGI, look at the intro movies. That's basically what you're going to be getting. Because, I mean, if you look at Final Fantasy 13 and Final Fantasy Versus 13. Albeit they're not exactly the same, that's the art style they approach. Like if you have a target, that's the target. That's that's where what they try to make all the games look like these days. So I would say the visual production house at Square, whatever their trailer looks like, that's what they're probably shooting for. As close to that as they can get on a PS3, I guess. What do you guys think? I I, I think it's gonna be it's 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 gonna probably be the same. I mean they're not gonna try to change something they've been that's been working for them you know do you think they're gonna keep it with the same flat art style no no dynamic lighting no uh no hdr no well, no really, dynamic going water back, shaders it really depends i mean it depends on development time 
True, true. <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I don't think they do that. I mean, well, it depends on where they develop it. If Kingdom Hearts 3D comes out on a like a handheld, then yeah, of course they're going to use the more PS2 style graphics because that engine's already done. But yeah, I think I mean, it really depends on what what I mean when you look at you know, like I said, like we talked about earlier, that with Versus 13, they're mm-hmm. using some of the aspects for you know the test for Kingdom Hearts, and it's yeah. like. It's like, you know, what if they, you know, saw all the stuff that they're using with the lighting, the effects and all that, mm-hmm. and the art styles and all that. What if they're looking at it and going, hmm, this just can't work with it. You know, what if yeah. they have to, they're forced to use what they already know with it. I would say for for most of it, I think the Versus or Final Fantasy thirteen style graphics would be fine. The only thing that I've been concerned about are the Disney worlds and how that would work. Just because, like, what is, like, what is your concern? Just the way those like, would look. Because, I mean, if you think about it, remember back in Kingdom Hearts 2, well, not to spoil anything, but I am, but in the ending where you have Donald and Goofy and Mickey, they kind of look a little funky uh, in yeah. that CGI. Didn't they look weird? <laughs> yeah, just a little Life-like bit. Like, th- almost. True, but I think they're getting better at it. Because if you look at, I don't know if you guys have seen the opening for, uh, for KH3D, but... It get it's gotten better. They're not they're not as creepy anymore. Yeah, they're not as like out of place. Pretty yeah. much, kind of like how uh, in like, like in the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the characters seem to yeah flow into it with the you know the human with the humans. You know exactly. Not seem so really out of place. Exactly. What I was sort of thinking about when I picked this question was okay. So let's say they they do go with the versus thirteen style, and I was thinking okay, in Kingdom Hearts three, what movies would they use? Well, if you think about it, they've pretty much done every good 2D movie there is. Yep. What if they started doing the 3D movies? Then yeah. then you'd probably want the more PS3-style realistic rendering, because then it'd look like the movies do. I really don't think they'll go that far, though. I think they will. I think they will. Because the main Kingdom Hearts team, they've been programming on the PS3 this whole time. Of course they're going to do it. <laughs> well, I've I mean, ne- like, I mean, because like, they've only done a couple so far and it's like yeah. you know it's been working great but like when you look I mean when you've seen image, images of you know Tron Legacy to me it still looks kind of out of place with these characters yeah I think I think they're gonna go the extra mile and up, update the uh, update the graphics that's my guess and I'm hoping if they do and they go for KH3 this is gonna be the game that we start getting Pixar movies and <laughs> that'll be awesome I really uh, want them to well, only one could hope the background you know, put more uh, detail and oh, vibrance. I want it. people. I want people, non-playable characters, just running around. Come on, <laughs> not some empty environments. It doesn't make sense anymore. All right, but I we digress. So that brings us to our music segment. I hope you guys have enjoyed our rebellious show so far. In light of the rebelliousness, uh, we've picked a sort of rebellious song. Um, you may not think it's rebellious, but it's actually a piano cover of Simple and Clean and Hikairi. And I'm going to tell you why it's rebellious. If anybody's have ever gone on YouTube and tried to look for a piano or a violin or any instrument cover of Simple and Clean or Hikairi, it is always, like, I would say 99.99%. It's Hikairi. What, if you if you haven't noticed already, the melodies of Simple and Clean and Hikari are not exactly the same. It's very rare that you ever find someone that actually covers Simple and Clean. In this particular piano melody, um, our piano player, Lara, as in Laura Croft, <laughs> she actually plays both melodies and uh, goes back and forth between them. So this is literally the only cover I've ever found that actually had the balls to do this so it doesn't seem like much but it's something has have you guys ever heard um simple and clean you know like actually simple and clean covered yeah uh, mm. now that you yeah, mention I it haven't. i haven't really i think where it came from is uh pretty much all the websites you can find sheet music they always put hikari <laughs> at least yeah, that's well, been that's my where experience it, that's where it originally came from you know that's the original Theme song for Kingdom Hearts, so of course they're going to put Hikari on it. So, this is going to be a rare treat for you guys. If you guys want to check out Lara, and I would highly, highly recommend it, her uh, YouTube channel is on YouTube. Uh, her username is 
Lara6683, and Lara is spelled L-A-R-A, like as in Lara Croft. Uh, I would highly recommend going there and watching, actually watching her uh, covers, because she actually cosplays in a lot of them, and it's pretty awesome. Uh, she especially, especially look for her Metroid uh, violin cover. She dresses like Samus, and she looks like almost identical to Samus. It's pretty crazy. So that brings us to our outros, guys. Woo. Yay! We survived our rebellious show. Just um, us three. Just us three. Just us three. All right, and on the next show, the next Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 22nd of May. It seems so far away. Um, you can subscribe to us on the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union. Uh, <laughs> I totally screwed that up. You can subscribe to us, our Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union shows, on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we are number one. The numero number uno. one. Numero Still number one. We'll see you after this Rebellious show if we're still number one. Forever. <laughs> Forever. And, of course, you can catch every episode on KingdomHeartsUnion.com or... KH2.co.uk All right, guys. It is goodbye time. Can you guys come up with some rebellious goodbyes? No. <laughs> <laughs> I that like is that. so rebellious. I, I love it. We won't say goodbye. We'll just refuse. We'll just 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 slowly just remove our headsets and walk away. (laughs) Yeah, just drop the mic. Boom. (laughs) Goodness. Well, this is pretty rebellious. I'm sure the music is already playing right now. Um, So I'm Brandon. I'm not saying goodbye. I refuse because I'm being rebellious. And this has probably been a TweaksMusic.com and KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.